Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there, guys. Hope you're having an awesome day so far, and welcome to today's episode of the College Investor Audio Show. We're going to be talking about the ultimate guide to a budget wedding. Let's dive right in. Planning a wedding, of course, it's so exciting and often somewhat overwhelming season of life. I wanted to share guidance that will help you minimize the financial stress of a wedding so that you can find more joy and fun in the process. There are lots of potential stressors, many out of your control, that can arise during the planning process. One major stressor can be avoided by setting up a clear plan on the financial front early on in the journey. If you develop a clear vision of your day, with top priorities nailed down, and have a defined budget to follow that works for your financial situation, your planning process will flow much more smoothly, and your day can come together in the perfect way for you. Trust me. So, the question is, how much does the average wedding cost? Engaged couples often ask me, how much does an average wedding cost? The knot claims that an average wedding, that's in air quotes, in the United States in 2018 cost just under $34,000. Huh. Our clients are spending about $15,000 on average to hold dream weddings that rival those that cost more than double. But I see beautiful, memorable weddings happen at budgets far under ten dollars all the time. If no one has reassured you that your budget, no matter the amount of money you have, is enough to plan an amazing wedding, let me be the one to provide some reassurance. You've got this. If you're looking at the average, quote-unquote, again, <laughs> you are focusing on the wrong number. If you were going to buy a car, would you ask what the average car in the U.S. costs before you go shopping? Probably not. You would likely start your search by calculating how much you can afford in cash and or as a monthly payment, and then work from there to make a wise investment that suits your situation. So with this in mind, sorting out what you can reasonably afford for your wedding is the first step I recommend to every single couple. And once you have a number that works for your financial situation, you can develop a plan for the big day in alignment with this budget. So how do you develop your overall wedding budget? You and your fiancé are likely going to be contributing some savings to your big celebration of love and lifelong commitment. And if you're lucky, some relatives may also help with expenses too. While you might have a decent-sized savings account, spending a large chunk of your nest egg on a wedding may not be a priority for you and your future spouse. There are a lot of expenses polling for your financial focus in your early adult years. You may be battling paying down student loan debt, saving for a home or a car, or starting to build investments for your future. With those factors in mind, you and your fiancé may be totally happy with skipping a traditional wedding to save a bundle, but that might not come without resistance. There will likely be others around you who are, you know, very emotionally invested in seeing this event come together, like your parents, grandparents, other family members. So I suggest talking to these relatives early in your engagement about their contributions and expectations for your wedding. So having this potentially awkward conversation about wedding finances and expectations with both families is critical. I mean, it's very critical early on in your engagement. Before even looking at a single venue or vendor, that critical. 
What do your parents and grandparents envision for your wedding day? What are they planning to contribute financially? When will they give you the funds? What are they imagining their involvement level will be in the planning? Does their contribution come with obligations? For example, inviting all your mom's friends from your quilting club? <laughs> Each of you will find a different mix of responses. If your relatives have been saving for years and have 40 grand set aside for your wedding and will give you carte blanche on the planning, <laughs> lucky you. If your relatives imagine that they will contribute a thousand, but want you to have an enormous wedding with everyone they've ever known in attendance, you've discovered a challenging situation that sits in your future. Direct and honest communication about this topic is so vital. You'll want to weigh the value of the contributions and the obligations tied to them. There may be situations where taking the money is not worth it and you can respectfully decline the contribution. But once you have a clear idea of what wedding contributions are coming your way, um, you, know, you can now calculate an overall wedding budget that works for you and your future spouse. All right, so here's kind of the formula to, to get into your head about what can you afford to spend on your wedding. So you have possible contributions from your family, plus money pulled from your savings account, plus additional money saved monthly for X number of months of the engagement. That equals your total maximum wedding budget. All of these numbers will vary from couple to couple, but that's just a, an example of how you can figure it out. In an ideal world, I'd recommend stashing as much money as possible in savings well in advance of your engagement. Planning a wedding is a busy time, and trying to stay on a strict budget to save rapidly during your engagement will make things a little bit more stressful. If you are currently engaged, you can play with these numbers and these numbers only. Do not, I repeat, <laughs> do not take on debt to make your wedding budget bigger. While a wedding is an amazing day to celebrate the start of your marriage, it is never wise or necessary to bury yourself in debt to have an amazing wedding. If you're currently 20 years old and blissfully single, this may be an odd conversation to have with your parents, but thinking ahead is a smart decision and will help you avoid a large surprise expense from knocking the wind out of your financial progress when the time does come. And also remember that there will be your future spouse's relatives to factor in the mix too. Okay, so once you've figured out this number, you will focus on building your wedding within these limits and planning your day with your priorities in mind. So, some tips on designing a budget that suits your wedding priorities. With your overall spending limit in hand, you will want to now calculate how much you should allocate to all the varied expenses that make up a wedding. For some people, a gorgeous traditional wedding has been on their dream board since they were young. For others, this is an event they are planning to satisfy the cultural obligation. <laughs> Discuss what is really important about your wedding and what you value in the event with your spouse. What do you find enjoyable in a wedding? What details are of little or maybe no importance to you? Are there some aspects of the event you'd like to scrap altogether? There are many general recommendations online which outline percentages to spend on photography, venue, flowers, and more. But everyone's priorities are different. Over at The Wedding Hacker, we developed a budget creation tool that takes your wedding priorities into account. You answer a few questions about what is important to you on your wedding day, 
and it creates a budget template with suggested percentages for all the major wedding expenses. Once you have this customized spreadsheet in your hands, you can fine-tune the expense category percentages to suit your fancy. You should aim to keep your costs per expense category within the limits listed. Throughout the planning process, keep checking with this budget. If you go over on a category, make sure to balance the budget so your overall cost does not balloon. The crucial factor that impacts the budget most significantly is your guest list. So let's take a look at that next. Who do you want to invite to your wedding? For most couples I work with, creating the guest list, wow, big concern. They worry about offending people. But I promise you, these fears are more in your own head than in reality. The reality is that this is your wedding. The only people that need to be there are you and your future spouse. Throwing a big party to celebrate is optional, so shake off the feeling of obligation right now. Those who love and care about you truly just want you to be happy. So deciding to elope or have a micro-wedding will not upset people as much as you imagine it will. There's likely a relatively small group of people who you'd be willing to reschedule your wedding for. What I mean by that is if they couldn't attend, you would change your wedding date to ensure they'd be there to celebrate. Those are the people who should definitely make the invite list. Beyond that, you have the people that you'd love to be a part of the day. They are important to you and would make the event more fun. If you have the budget, I would invite these people too. After that, you pick where to draw the line. There will be people that you'd like to invite, but you'd really barely notice their attendance. There will be people you feel obligated to invite because they invited you to their wedding or they are friends with so-and-so. And there will be old friends who you've fallen out of touch with who were once important, but they've never even met your now fiancé. There are extended relatives and friends of your parents. Just remember that with every additional guest, the cost of your wedding goes up. Remember that keeping the guest list small goes beyond financials. Keeping the guest list smaller will give you more time with the people who really matter most to you and your fiancé. When you've locked in your budget and your estimated guest list, you are ready to begin your venue and vendor search. For local guests, you can estimate that 83% of the people you invite will attend. Once you have a guest list, you can use this percentage to calculate your approximate venue needs. Before you buy, consider these four Bs. We are programmed to be consumers, but there are other options. Before you start spending out your hard-earned cash to plan your dream day, consider leveraging these other techniques. Beg. Ask for help from those in your circle. Does your aunt do hair? Perhaps she's willing to contribute that in lieu of a wedding gift. Crowdsource items from your local area through groups on Facebook, like the Buy Nothing Project. Borrow. Tap into the resources around. For decor and wedding day accessories, it is so simple to source these items by simply asking those around you. Rather than buying new earrings, ask your grandma to borrow a special pair. She'll likely be honored to be a part of your day. Built. Whether you are crafty or not, there are some exceptionally simple DIY projects you can do that will save a bundle. For example, you can use an online template from a site like Zazzle to create your invites and printing them online or locally. Barter. 
trade your special skills for the skills you need for your wedding. If you're a graphic designer, your skills might be worth their weight in gold to a new photographer or bakery that needs help with their branding. There are many savvy couples out there who have managed to plan their wedding in its entirety with these tools. Be resourceful and creative, and there are always solutions available. Now let's get to the search for venues and vendors. If you made your engagement Instagram or Facebook official, you've likely already noticed the onslaught of marketing from the wedding industry. My goodness. The wedding industry is made up of a bunch of small, local vendors and venues who are actual service providers to couples. And some major media hubs who sell these smaller companies expensive advertising packages. The wedding tax comes in part due to all those advertising costs inflating the cost for the venues and vendors. If the venue spends a thousand bucks on advertising to secure a single booking, this steep advertising cost gets passed on to you, the consumer. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> and for this reason, I recommend avoiding any major wedding industry resource. Vendors in their databases are paying a premium for that advertising space, and ultimately, you're going to pay more because of it. It can be overwhelming to search for wedding venues and vendors because of lacking price transparency. Often, no pricing is listed on the company's website, so you need to schedule a call or have a long email conversation just to get a quote. So where is the financially savvy couple going to look? I recommend avoiding the headaches and leveraging amazing sites like PeerSpace, EventUp, WedBrilliant, Thumbtack, and GigMasters. These sites and others with similar business models listed on our resources page connect you with amazing venues and vendors with upfront pricing and minimal marketing costs. This will make your life so much easier, oh yeah, not to mention, save you a lot of money. Crowdsourcing vendors is another wise approach. Ask your friends and family who they worked with. Often, vendors will give a discount to referred clients because they didn't have to spend a truckload of cash to secure you as a client. Renting out a whole gorgeous restaurant may be more affordable than securing a traditional venue and a caterer. Most restaurants will not charge a venue fee at all. Most often, they will set a minimum amount of food and beverages you will need to buy for the event. I recommend that couples consider restaurants that hold a special significance to them. Holding your reception in the restaurant you went on your first date or for a special anniversary, <laughs> these are fun and meaningful options to consider. Always keep in mind how much a wedding venue or vendor is spending to secure each client. Spending more on a wedding vendor does not necessarily mean a better quality event. An amazing local florist who gets all their business from referrals may be far more affordable than a newbie florist who is heavily advertising with the major industry sites. More expensive does not always equate to better. In the Wedding Hacker Planning Club, we teach our members to utilize resources outside of the wedding industrial complex, review negotiation tactics to optimize each contract, and steer clear of the major industry sites where the wedding tax is highest. The key is to get outside of the wedding marketing bubble to find the hidden gems. Wedding Day Wardrobe So, what is the most you've ever spent on an outfit for a single day. Maybe you went big for prom and spent 300 bucks on a gorgeous gown. 
Or perhaps you were invited to a gala and bought an awesome new suit for $450. For most people, high-end fashion is not really in our wheelhouse, but for some reason, when it comes to a wedding, many people suddenly think it's necessary to spend a small fortune on a single outfit. I can assure you, boy, this is not the case. If you want to live in luxury and wear a designer look on your wedding day, I recommend investigating our long list of pre-loved resources for a wedding gown. If you prefer a new gown, then you can find a lot of lovely and reasonable options by thinking a little outside of the bridal shop. There's some resources on our website, again, that we'll get to that later, where you can find a ton of wedding resources for both new and pre-loved gowns. So, for those looking for a tux or a suit, I recommend tapping into the modern online resources of The Black Tux, Generation Tux, or Menguin. <laughs> I love that. These online-based options are affordable, far simpler, and offer stylish options to suit any wedding. The bonus with these online options is that they often offer a free suit rental for the groom with the rental of five other suits. When it comes to accessories for your wedding day look, I suggest trying out the four B's mentioned earlier in the podcast. If no amazing options come from these local resources, I suggest this, Happily Ever Borrowed, Etsy, or even AliExpress for bridal accessories. All of these options offer amazingly gorgeous veils, tiaras, belts, and more for a fraction of the price you'll see in a bridal shop. Always read seller reviews and pay attention to delivery timeline before buying. When selecting looks for your wedding party, be kind to their budgets too. Wedding party members spend $1,500 on average to be a part of a wedding held locally. Ouch! That's a sizable hit to anyone's budget. Rather than picking a look that's going to push them to max out their credit card, check out options like the multi-way or infinity dress on Amazon. Sellers have these dresses for amazingly low prices. They come in every color under the rainbow and... They give the flexibility to suit every body shape. Plus, they can cost as little as $20. $20! <laughs> if you envision a different style for your bridesmaids, browse options on Rent the Runway to snag the high-end style you want at a fraction of the retail price. Again, that's called Rent the Runway. And if you're having your bridal party to pick their own style within a certain color palette, I recommend that they go here, Tradesy or Poshmark where they can find bridesmaid dresses that have been worn once and are being resold. My biggest suggestion is to be resourceful. Think outside of the bridal shop where prices are inflated and the sales pressure is highest, especially if you're on that one show. <laughs> so now let's look at design and decor. Now, one of the biggest issues in the wedding industry currently is styled shoots. Styled or inspiration photo shoots are a collaboration of vendors to create a fantasy version of a wedding and capture marketing photos. While these images can give couples tons of dreamy ideas for their big day, they can also be dangerous to couples and vendors on a few levels. The danger comes from the fact that real weddings are complicated, with a lot of moving parts in a tight timeline. Styled shoots are photo shoots scheduled to capture optimal images. And here are some of the dangers. Number one. When these photo shoots are labeled incorrectly as a real wedding, they set an impossible bar for couples to reach. Unless you've got a mega budget, achieving a styled shoot look at your wedding is close to impossible. 
Number two, when photographers present these images as if they are a real wedding, they are not often representative of what their work looks like at a real wedding. Couples deserve to see a portfolio of real weddings so that they have a clear image of the photographer's work on a chaotic, real wedding day. Number three, once one vendor begins marketing with styled shoot images, other vendors often feel pressure to do the same to compete. Weddings are indeed absolutely crazy, chaotic, and oftentimes very stressful, but they are dripping with raw, real, love-filled moments. That's what you want to see in your pictures. Styled shoots are akin to an editorial fashion shoot, and blogs really should list the approximate cost for a wedding with this level of styling in the fine print, so couples don't dream about something way out of their realm of possibility. Learn to look at photos of weddings on Pinterest and Instagram with the understanding that many of them are not real weddings at all. Freeing yourself from the manufacturer pressure to keep up with an unachievable standard will take a large weight off of your shoulders. When it comes to styling a real wedding, remember that you don't need to go over the top to make the event beautiful. The sweetheart or head table in the ceremony backdrop are the central focal points of the camera and your guests' attention, so put more effort into styling these areas. The other tables can have a much more toned-back level of decor, and despite what Pinterest might tell you, Every item at your wedding does not need to be monogrammed or personalized. <laughs> be strategic about the items you personalize and have the intention to repurpose the item into home decor. If you make a gorgeous welcome to our wedding sign without personalization, you can resell it and recoup some cash after the event. Lighting is an affordable way to add a lot more drama and depth to a venue without spending a fortune. If you have access to a venue in advance, up lights and twinkle lights are a relatively simple DIY project that can be done with borrowed strings of Christmas lights from friends and family. One last resource I highly encourage couples to check out is called the Buy Nothing Project. This is an amazing resource for borrowing and acquiring items from people in your neighborhood for free. There are also many great resale wedding sites and apps like ONBB. There are many Many other amazing resources for wedding decor over on the Wedding Hacker blog, but my last piece of advice is to avoid renting items, or at least be very strategic if you do opt for rentals. Now, the problem with rentals isn't the cost of the items, it is the extra fees and order minimums which will burn through your budget like wildfire. Use the four Bs and get creative. Staple items like chairs and tables are available at churches, schools, and office buildings. It's amazing how many resources are available if you just start asking. Let's talk about leveraging wedding tech to plan your day like a boss. Over the years, the wedding industry has shocked me with how tightly it continues to cling to traditions that don't serve the couples. One vestige of olden times that most couples still include in their wedding is a paper invitation and RSVP. Despite the reality that these expensive paper goods will end up in a landfill somewhere, couples spend so much money and time on them. If going the route of paperless post for your full invitation is too modern for you, I do highly recommend at least opting for a digital RSVP. Withjoy.com offers gorgeous, uh, and free 
wedding websites with RSVP tracking integrated, and a personalized wedding app. I was suspicious of this too-good-to-be-true deal, but it's for real, and their offerings are amazing. You have to check this out. Again, it's called withjoy.com. So, some couples worry that their elderly relatives will not understand the digital RSVPs. Okay, let me clue you in on a lesson about wedding RSVPs. No matter what RSVP route you choose, a decent portion of guests will not reply. You will be calling, texting, and emailing a group days after the RSVP deadline. Since that is an inevitable fact, at least by going digital, the wonderful guests who do RSVP can add their own details to your spreadsheet. Another piece of wedding tech that I absolutely love is Timeline Genius. This is the tool used by thousands of wedding planners to dial a flawless wedding day schedule. If you're planning your wedding without the guidance of a professional planner, Timeline Genius can help you organize a perfectly scheduled wedding day and communicate all the details to your wedding vendors, venues, and VIPs. A wedding day timeline is, you know, often overlooked by couples, but I can guarantee you that it is something every single successful wedding planner swears by. Financially savvy couples are wise to avoid local wedding bazaars and bridal expos since these events are packed with local vendors pushing to close sales and charge a lot of money to do it. Fortunately, the digital age is allowing a new version of these wedding industry events to develop. Virtual wedding expos are allowing couples to tap into resources from the comfort of their couch and learn from wedding experts. The Wedding Hacker Expo allows couples to learn from experts in both personal finance and the wedding industry. The event is focused on providing couples actionable guidance to plan their wedding in a smarter way, and tactics from the event can save couples thousands. Plus, it's free. Totally free. You gotta do this. The Wedding Hacker Expo. Okay, so if you found this podcast helpful, I know it was a little bit longer than usual, but you can get all of the links and resources. I know we covered a ton. You can see everything over at thecollegeinvestor.com. Find it there, all the resources. If you have any questions, let us know. We'd be glad to come alongside of you and help your wedding be absolutely incredible. Again, thanks so much for listening and find everything at thecollegeinvestor.com.